0: I've said it in the past, but anytime we get close to November 11, I'm probably going to do a podcast about St. Martin. But I was going back and looking at the last few years of podcasts during November, right around this time, and I see that I've given you all a break from this patron saint of chaplaincy, so I want to re-engage with Martin and his life and legacy today. If you're a chaplain, you absolutely must know the person in history of St. Martin of Tours, France. This is where we get the origins of chaplaincy. I also believe that Martin's life and example are something whereby we can study and learn and grow. In 2019 and 2020, I shared two of Martin's powerful life stories. Two moments when he sacrificially gave of himself to help cover a person in need. If you want to go back to those podcast episodes and listen, look for St. Martin of Tours on November 11, 2019 and St. Martin of Tours Part 2 on November 11, 2020. They are short stories of Martin's life that I think are critical, especially for chaplains and for Christians to listen to, reflect on, and try to emulate. But today, I want to talk a little bit differently about Martin. And instead of talking directly about Martin and his life, I want to focus on his ministry and what I call his ministry tree. You know, in football, there's usually a sense or an idea that a manager... Uh, has this tree, these, these people that have grown up under them or been influenced or studied or coached alongside even this particular manager, and maybe they've adopted that manager's coaching philosophies, their personality, or some of their style and flair. After this little introduction, we're going to take a look at the legacy of Martin and a key person that he influenced in his life. Stay tuned. He's found the space, and he's found... Just a little off foot thinking he's going to go far post Not strong enough with his right hand Whips that one in Far post almost made him in and they have He has the hat-trick The second in his career The third of the night The hat-trick hero Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure To the corner Goes towards the near post And on the angle of what a goal in recent times i've become more aware of the coaching tree discussion that's happening across many sports and especially in the sport of football or soccer if you're not familiar with the coaching tree it's simply a tracing out of different people that have studied under grown up under a particular coach and essentially it's one coach's influence and how that influence spreads out through possibly an assistant, or we we might call them disciples that carry on the tactics, foundations, and philosophies throughout the sporting landscape. Uh, Recently, this past summer, ESPN's Bill Connolly wrote an article on modern soccer, and he examined the coaching tree influences that have gotten us to this point. Essentially, how did we get to the point where we are in the modern game of soccer, and who got us there with their coaching ideas and philosophies? So in a similar fashion, I wanted to examine the coaching tree, or we might say the ministry tree, for our very own St. Martin of Tours. His feast day is November 11, so it's coming up this week. Always around this time of year, I am reflecting on my own experience and time as a chaplain, and that gets me thinking historically, that gets me thinking of St. Martin of Tours. And so, you know, there's some fascinating stories of people's lives and people that Martin have touched, and the ways that Martin's care his example of the Christian life, have ended up having a profound impact on other people, even to the point of shaping ministry in other parts of the world. I don't know, maybe it's me in my older age. I really tend to be quite reflective these days, and I think I've even begun thinking myself, what are the legacy points for my own life and ministry? I believe men, especially as we hit a middle age cycle in stride, we begin to wonder if the work, the effort, our vocation, has it been worthwhile? Is it worthy? Is it worthy of something? Has it all been for naught? Is it a waste? Having been around the beautiful game as a chaplain for 22 years and working around the game for a little bit longer, I've wondered what my own ministry tree might look like someday. Part of my own vision and mission has been to replicate and grow other ministers, other chaplains in football. But today, let's look at St. Martin. And I want to hone in on one person in particular during today's podcast. He's known as St. Ninian. Now, details about St. Ninian's life are a little hard to piece together. Most of his biography is told by St. Elrod of Riveau, born in Northumbria, which is a part of England. Elrod's story of Ninian's life can be summed as follows. He was the son of a Christian king. He was baptized as an infant boy. I've tried to read a little bit about his life before many ministry. It's really difficult. The book I've sourced includes the legend of St. Ninian, but it comes from a unique manuscript that's in the Scottish dialect of the 14th century, published around 1904. In other words, it's really old. And uh, it's, it's funny, I'm, I'm sitting here in my office trying to, to read it aloud and, and maybe kind of understand some of the words and language and connect them to the, to the English because it's, it's really difficult. But some key moments in Ninian's life is he comes to this point where he just has his heart for God. And he wants to serve. He wants to do ministry. The, the church, uh, the call of God is strong in his life. So he does something which was quite rare back then. He makes a pilgrimage to Rome. He figures that this is the center of the Christian church. I need to go there. I need to see what it's about. So he goes and he studies in Rome, actually under the two different popes, Pope Damascus and Pope Cirisius. Then he leaves Rome. Uh, after he studied for a while, he kind of comes to the end of his time and he's been ordained and commissioned as a bishop. This is probably by the the, the latter Pope, siricius So on Ninian's way back home, uh, he's just about to head out and he hears about this guy, this holy man, St. Martin. St. Martin is based in Tours, France. And so he decides to go and visit him. Now, Several different people have recorded and commented that Ninian had really struggled during his time in Rome with the wealth and the opulence and the comfortability of the church. As he comes and he meets Martin, though, Martin's a bishop, if, if you know his story, he's embraced a more austere life, he's, he's really taken on uh, a sense of, of not living lavishly all for the sake of the gospel, all for the sake of ministry, all for the sake of Christ. So Ninian comes, and, and probably coming from his own peoples in, in the UK, uh, was, wasn't the UK at the time, but, but Ninian feels that he's met a kindred soul. Ninian and Martin literally only spend a couple of days together, according to what I've read in the manuscripts. And Ninian, before he goes, though, he asks Martin one request would you give me a few stone masons to go back with me to Britain and to help, help me build a church? And so Ninian has this idea to build a church out of stone rather than the typical wooden structures that were found, uh, at that point throughout Scotland and Ireland and and the rest of England. And so, um, he goes with these masons and he, he goes back home. He arrives at Whithorn. So Whithorn is, is kind of close to the sea. It's on the, the western side of Scotland, and he builds a church called Candida Casa, meaning white or shining, glittering house. Now, now probably the name is, is either after the stones that were used, maybe they were a, a really stark uh, w- white color, or possibly it was the whitewash paint that was used on the stones. We, we don't know. But Ninian soon after dedicated this church, this building, to St. Martin because he learned of St. Martin's death. Canada Casa is on record as the first Christian church in Scotland. Whithorn itself stood at a difficult yet strategic place near the, the border of England, also near the sea, accessible to Ireland, subject to raids. But it was at Whithorn that the foundation and pioneering work Uh, for Ninian to bring Christianity to Scotland, this is really where Ninian launched out of and began to share with people about the love of Jesus and the gospel of Christ. The strategic location of Whithorn also made it a massive trade center of the day, so the church began to grow in prominence. A cathedral, a monastery were built later. It became a place where many missionaries were trained and sent out to Ireland, Scotland, as well as the Shetland Islands further up north and more. Ninian is said to have trained and taught another well-known saint and missionary. You might know him, a guy by the name of Patrick. Let me press pause on the history lesson here. What does all this mean? Why might this be important to me, to a chaplain, to people in football? I think back to the person of St. Martin. As I've studied his life, he resisted accolades, attention, promotion. He reluctantly was appointed Bishop of Tours. I imagine Martin was just someone who wanted to just get on with ministry, and he avoided the pomp and circumstance that can sometimes surround religion and religiosity. He wasn't interested in climbing any corporate ladder or church clerical ladder. But did Martin know the impact that his short two-day meeting with St. Ninian would ultimately have? Did he know that spending time with a fellow Christian brother would lead to the evangelization and spread of Christianity throughout Scotland and England? Did Martin realize that St. Patrick of Ireland would be taught and influenced as a result of his time with Ninian? It's amazing to me to sit here today and have the lives of, uh, of saints like Martin, Ninian, Patrick, They serve as examples and inspiration for my own sense of calling and work. And each of these men, and and women too, they were all in it for the love of Jesus. And the transforming things that Jesus had had done by being in their lives and by intercepting them in the midst of whatever else was going on. Martin could have been a high-ranking soldier and lived a comfortable life. Ninian could have been a prince, successor to a throne, living a comfortable life. Patrick could have used his escape from slavery and returned to a comfortable life. But instead, these three men forsook those things to answer the call of God on their hearts and lives. Amazing. You know, maybe next year we'll keep looking at St. Martin's ministry tree. I don't know. But I want to close this today with a prayer. This is taking from uh, Celtic Daily Prayer, pages 319 and 320 in book one, The Journey Begins. It is prayers for the blessing of land and life, and they're really inspired by the life and work and ministry of St. Ninian, who uh, just is another person in the stable of, of chaplain history for me. But I want to read this prayer as an encouragement to you. And also, maybe you and I get a sense of Ninian and his life by hearing these words and being encouraged even in our own day and time to take up the example of Ninian, of Martin, of Patrick, of whomever it is, in the ways that we live our lives and shine out the love and light of Christ. Here's the prayer. As goals in hunger's flight keep to the boat's track, may we follow in Ninian's wake. As we hunger and thirst for truth, May we follow in Ninian's wake. May we sound the depths of love for Ninian's and for Christ's sake. In the strong name of Jesus, we bless all that is living and recognize in all that lives the reflection of the word who said, Let there be life, and it lives. Teach us to care for all that is entrusted to us and nurture every sign of your presence. Circle our dear ones in your love and blessing and protect us all from evil and from danger give us open eyes to see beyond what others say is possible give us the insight to recognize and name deceit may the blessing of our love and our strong joy and blessing call out new growth in everyone we know and meet give us a generosity that pushes back the boundaries for even death by you has been defeated. With all our powers, we find our power in you. The light shines on and life is lived in you. The light shines on and life is lived in you. Amen. Well, this is Rev. Brad in the example of St. Ninian and St. Martin and in the love of Jesus Christ coming to you from The Touchline.